Hello, it's Sunday, which means it's PGA Championship Week on the Big Deep Podcast. Before I bring in today's special guest, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. We'll be lacing it up with some drivers, three woods, and uh, maybe a wedge or two. So check out the uh, Big Deep Podcast on Spotify and Apple. So joining us as he's done for the uh, players and the Masters is my friend from the UK, Tom Jacobs. Tom, uh, what club are you bringing for the PGA Championship this week? Uh, you're going to need a driver everywhere, right? You're going to need drivers on uh, par threes here. That's uh, Well, I would anyway. Professionals don't. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a 251-yard par three, I think, this week. And uh, yeah, I'm not getting there unless I take the big dog out. So uh yeah, it's uh, it's a driver. That's going to be the theme of the week. Um, I think the wedge could be important as well. So uh, two very important clubs this week at uh, Southern Hills, which I'm sure we'll get into. Um, but yeah, it's go- it's going to be an interesting week to uh, to see a golf course that we haven't seen at this level since uh, 2007. Yeah. Also, don't forget the uh, two ball fives that are basically that are almost a quarter mile in length. One's over six fifty, and one's over six thirty. Yeah, I mean, I think this is the first time in a major, right, that there's potentially not going to be people going for par fives and two. I think that's a, that's a pretty good estimation. I think I think one of them they probably will be able to get to with, with downwind and things like that and some of the bigger hitters. But, um, you know, Kevin Kisner is going to be laying up for, uh, for three shots both times this week. It'll be a Zach Johnson master special. It worked well in 2007. And uh, <laughs> speaking of 2007... It uh, works well. The last time that Southern Hills hosted a major championship was the 2007 PJ where Tiger won. And uh, I remember that week at, in Tulsa as being, one, stupid hot, and two, nobody went for distance that week because they all knew the rough would be penal. If you hit it in the rough, you were basically chipping out like it's a U.S. Open. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to quite get it that way this year. I think they've said that they've taken out a load of trees. So it's no longer Parkland. Uh, they reckon that the rough is not going to be able to grow um, as it used to because it, now we're in the May and, and, you know, Tulsa doesn't allow that because of the heat. So um, it's going to be interesting to see whether the accuracy is important this time around. Um, as, as we tend to do, Dylan, with every other golf tournament on the PGA Tour, I think we'll be favouring distance this time around. Yeah, and one other thing from... What I've seen with this Gil Hans design, and by the way, Gil Han- by the way, if you want a preview for the US Open, which is also in Gil Hans design at Brooklyn, in Brooklyn outside Boston, I th- I think this course is going to play quite different. It's going the course for one is way longer than it was 15 years ago. It's like 74, 7500 yards. Secondly, it looks like the fairways are going to be wider. So, yeah, you'll have more room to avoid the dick stuff. But to me, everyone's talked about Augusta being a second-shot golf course. This week, Southern Hills is going to be a second-shot golf course. Because if you're not accurate with your second shot, you're not hitting the green. And they're, they're, they're really small greens, right? I think I can't remember exact um, square footage, but they're closer to Pebble Beach than they are anywhere else, which is uh, a good sign that they're going to be some small hip greens. And uh, whereas Pebble Beach is kind of 7,000 yards, this is 7,500. So um, interestingly enough, I think 
it's the around the greens that are going to be really tough because there's a lack of rough. Uh, you've got those kind of runoff areas, probably similar to the Masters. Uh, so hello, Victor Hovland. Uh, it could be some, could be a tricky week for him. Um, yeah, it, it's going to be, it's going to be drive and pound it. And, uh, you know, I think it's, it's going to come down to the scrambling. I think ultimately, Dylan, I think the, the biggest defence for this golf course this week is the weather. Uh, we're hearing, you know, that there's going to be 20, 25 mile an hour wind steady and up to 50 mile an hour gusts, um, which is, which is mad, right? It, you know, I think there's been a, it's been the windiest spring in the, you know, wherever it is in, in America that uh, Oklahoma's on terrible geography, but wherever it is that is located, there's been a particularly windy there this year. So um, interesting to see how that plays out. And by the way, you may not know, but in May, but May is tornado season in Oklahoma. So just add a tornado to to make this major even twistier. Yeah, I mean that that doesn't help these players, especially the ones that are already short off the tee. They've got to contend with some wind as well. Uh, it could be a tough week. Although, as we always think, Dylan, when when we look at these bombers golf courses, there's always going to be a Kevin Kisner or a or a Zach Johnson or, or someone of that ilk turning up. So uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't rule out the Kevin Niles and the Kevin Kisners just yet. Yeah, I'm looking at the win for next week, and it's going to be uh, 8, 16, 12, 16, 17, 12, 11, with all, with all kinds of changing weather. Oh, just make another, just make another big-time golf event with wind. <laughs> turn, turn on the turbines and let's go. Um, it, I think it should be a really good major. I think that, you know, we've seen recently with the PGA Championship that, you know, it's, it can vary in scores. You know, we had six under win at, at Kiowa. I mean, that was obviously all win related, but we had eight under at Bethpage Black, which is similar length of golf course and, you know, par 70 as well. That was eight under with Brits Kepka. Justin Thomas won eight under at Quell Hollow. So even... Morikawa winning at 13 under a Harding Park, which is a, probably a much more scorable course than this one. Um, I think we could be looking at, you know, sub-double digits this week. We could be looking at eight or nine under par. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking we'll look at, I'm thinking we're looking at a, another seven, eight under par major because the PGA Championships have become harder and harder. They've been, they've been not like US Opens, but more like mini US Opens with yeah. all kinds of rough, Changing weather conditions, and then just making the greens a little faster, a little harder, and a little spicier. I think people as well. I think people are getting disillusioned with the US Open a little bit because it is just all about distance, and you know the scoring at Pebble was thirteen under, and the scoring at Erin Hills was sixteen under, and Rory McIlroy won at Congressional sixteen under. I know the last two have been six under, which is more like what they want. Um, but, you know, I think I think the PGA is slowly catching up in terms of popularity and scoring because it can offer those different tests. Yeah, I don't think we're going to have a replay of 2018 out of that 2018 PGA with Brooks Kepka and Tiger Blaze the golf course, but we'll save it for, we'll save it for when uh, St. Louis gets in on a major. So, uh, mm. Heading to uh, Tulsa, who is looking good? Because uh, let's see, uh, Scotty Scheffler's won everything this year. He's won in Arizona, won Bay, won in Florida, won the match play, won the Masters. 
Can he do it? Can he win another major this year? I think he probably can, right? I think that he he looked like he was getting off to a, a slow start in the Byron Nelson, and all of a sudden he's inside the top ten going into the final round. And whilst I don't think he can win because I think everyone can kind of break away and he's still five back. I mean, if he goes and wins again this week, then uh, I, I don't know what you do, right? I mean, he is just absolutely phenomenal. He had this kind of potential. Uh, we, we knew that Ted Scott come on the bag, and I think that made a ton of difference. And I'd spoken to you for the Masters, then I sort of said that I'd kind of pivoted off Scotty Scheffler to go for Justin Thomas. And lo and behold, that was one of the worst decisions I've ever made in my golf betting career. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 one of those, right? I think it's very difficult to rule him out. I think Rory McIlroy is playing well at the right time. Um, I really like Dustin Johnson. I think Dustin Johnson is going to be overlooked. I think people are very down on Dustin Johnson at the moment. He's, he's obviously not playing to the way that he was when he was world number one, right? But, you know, he's just shot another Saturday 66 at the Byron Nelson. He's, I know that's probably like level par for that golf course at the moment. But, um, you know, I think if he goes and shoots a, a 65, 64, like we saw him, you know, shoot a really good round at the Players' Championship, um, then, I, then I think he could uh, he could have a good week next week because he has all the right skill set. Yeah, Powell, we know what his wedging can be. The problem is, can he put the stupid yep. golf ball? Yep. And that's going to be the key with a bunch of guys. Can you put the put the belief in golf football? Because I think Justin Johnson fishes coach course to a team because a lot of people because we'll talk about it in a little bit, but this course has got a lot in similar to the 2014 US Open at uh, Pinehurst, which underwent a big-time renovation before that US Open, and DJ played well this week. I think this course is going to play. I think DJ is definitely a contender. And you know who, and you know who else is back and playing well, not just in Byron Nelson, but playing well in swing, Jordan Spieth. Yep, yep, yep. Jordan and, Spieth. And a lot like Roy McIlroy at the Masters, Jordan Spieth needs to want to make up for his grand slam. Yeah, and do you know what? I think people would have been a little bit down on Jordan Spieth at the start of the year, right? He, didn't, he wasn't playing his best stuff, and I was one of those. And, and all of a sudden, he's got he's got a win. He's he's led T to Green in two of his last three starts. Um, you know, he, he played fine. Miscut the Masters, obviously, a little bit concerning. He's never done that. Um, but, you know, I think with the PGA Championship, it, it's not. there's no reason why he can't win it. Um, he's not the longest, you know, but he can get it out there. And, he's, and his driving has actually really improved, which has been... The main part of his kind of uptick in form. So, do I think Jordan Spieth can win the PGA Championship? Yes, I definitely do. Um, I think the fact, you know, the determination that he's going to have to win this this championship. You know, early on in his career, he'd already had a second and a third. He'd already had two top thirteen finishes in the PGA Championship. Last couple of years, I think it's kind of waned in him a little bit that he's been a little bit out of form, and it is just the one major that he's got left to win. Um, but he's going to have what another. 10, 15 chances at winning it. Um, so you'd, you'd have to think the odds are in his favour. Yeah, especially if he's driving. If this is going to be a second-shot recovery golf course, I mean, Jordan Spieth can make it from anywhere. Yeah, he uh, he's exceptional right now. And 
and it's actually good. Like I, I, I'm normally quite down on Jordan Spieth because I think that the hype train gets built up too quickly, and I, I kind of try and uh, try and go against the grain slightly. But uh, it is definitely better when he's in contention. You're now going to get uh, a major championship with Jordan Spieth and Tiger Woods both at uh, at the forefront of everyone's minds, and that certainly leads to more headlines. Yeah, you imagine a Tiger Jordan Spieth pairing on Thursday and Friday. <laughs> that might break golf. <laughs> I think it would. I think it would because you would have the two, probably the two most popular golf firms yeah. playing the first thirty-six holes together. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? Right. I, I, I don't think Tiger Woods is, is going to be able to, you know, contend. But I didn't think he was going to do what he did at the uh, the Masters either. So, um, we we don't know what to, we don't know what to expect with Tiger Woods. I don't think I don't think I have any strong Tiger Woods takes this week. Uh, which guy do you think is due for a breakout this week? I mean, Victor Hovland needs to have that one kind of major championship week where he really contends. Right, I think that is. That's going to be huge. Uh, I just worry about around the greens, right? I think I think that's a, a, a real problem for him right now. Um, Shane Lowry is is a is a player that, although he's already won his major championship at the Open, I, I do think he's going to get that kind of victory at some point soon that his play has been uh, deserving of so far. So I don't know. And then you, and then you kind of go further down the list, and you've got the likes of Max Homer and Corey Connors that are playing really good golf. That you know, especially in, in Homer's case, he's he's never played well at the major championship. So it's about time he kind of changed that. And uh, everywhere that he plays good golf kind of leads to him having a good week here. I've got two, and one of them's easy, and then one of them is a little lower down. I can't believe Justin Thomas hasn't hasn't won anything with how well he's struck the ball. I mean, he struck the ball in every kind of weather condition known to mankind. We all remember that crazy run on the players. We've somehow didn't make a bogey. And be honest, if Justin Thomas could putt, I think he'd win. I think he'd win about every golf tournament. He he was certainly in the John Rahm mold, right? Where John Rahm obviously finally won at the Mexico Open, finally found out how to putt again. Um, that's all it is for Thomas, right? That if if Justin Thomas putts well, he's going to contend. Um, you know, he's already up there, tied fourth at the Byron Nelson right now. As as we go into the final round, just shot his lowest round of the week it was sixty four on Saturday. So. Um, I kind of got all in on Justin Thomas at the Masters because it looked like he was finally going to break through there. Is he going to break through? I mean, this is the major championship he's already won, right? So it, it would make sense. Uh, the golf course is going to suit him. I don't think Justin Thomas really finds golf courses that don't suit him. I think to your point, uh, he, he really is surprising that he hasn't won one so far. So he's certainly due. And you know what? How about Cam Young this year? Because Cam Young is definitely, yeah. I'm telling you that guy, that guy has come to play this year. Second to Genesis, third of the Heritage, second at the Wells Fargo. That guy is blazing hot right now. And true, he missed the cut of the players, missed the cut of the mass. But I feel Cam Young is one of these next, one of these young golfers ready to break out. Cameron Young is, uh, I mean, the, the only thing in terms of DraftKings 
uh, than is that is that he will be very popular. But in terms of betting, it doesn't matter how popular he is. If you all win, that's great. Um, hasn't yet, I mean, done it at the major championships. He's only played three, which is obviously uh, not a lot. He's missed two cuts at the, at the US Open, but certainly a different player now. And he, he missed a cut at the Masters, which I was a little bit disappointed about. I was uh, very keen on him for that. And I think this time around, he's only going to be more popular because, you know, he's been second and third since then. Is it one of those ones where we get too excited about him and he doesn't do it? I, I don't know. I think the Masters is definitely different because you have to kind of learn that golf course, whereas no one learns Southern Hills. You just play it as it turns up. So uh, Cameron Young is certainly going to be, uh, you know, definitely someone that you want to play, Dylan. I think, I think that's a very good call. Hey, you know what? Colin Morcal did a right in PGA and an Open Championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if he's quite at that level, but he's he's very very good. And and once he gets that win, I could see him being. Um, is he going to be as good as Scotty Scheffler? I, I don't know that he can do that, but he uh, he certainly has the ability to go off and and get some wins because I don't think he does an awful lot wrong in contention. Uh, he's had a couple of chances now and, and looked pretty solid. It's just been beaten by the better golfer, obviously mainly by uh, Wacky and even at Riviera. So. In terms of long shots, I think there are there are people at different ends of the scale. I think Keegan Bradley is playing really good golf right now. Uh, can he do it on a Sunday? Probably not. Um, but he's obviously won this uh, this major already. Luke List is is certainly coming back into form now. If he can putt instead of putting like me and you, Dylan, then he'll probably be okay. Uh, he, he will certainly look to be top 10 and top 20. And then you're kind of looking... Cameron Champ is playing well again. Mito Pereira is obviously always popular. Uh, those guys can can hit it the required distance and go. I don't know how far I want to go down. Like I haven't really decided how far. I know this is a major where we do get some uh, upsets. We do we do see some outsiders win. But when you look at the last what ten PGA champions, Phil Mickelson was obviously a surprise. Uh, but when you look at the runners up, it was Bruce Koepka and Oyu Stazen. That's who you expect. 2020, Colin Morikawa beats Paul Casey, Dustin Johnson. 2019, Brooks Kepka beats Dustin Johnson. 2018, Brooks Kepka beats Tiger Woods. 2017, Justin Summers beats Molinari, who stays in Patrick Reed. So as much as it seems like an outsider's event, because we've had some of these other guys kind of win, you know, the, the Rich Beams, the Sean McKeels, um, I, I do think it's fairly obvious who is going to contend. I think it's 18 of the last 25 winners of this event have actually won a tournament already on the season. And whilst it was slightly later in the year normally, uh, I do think that's going to have an impact. So I do think you're going to be looking for people that have already won on the season. Yeah, because you... you I mean, I, I think it's important if you're playing well. I mean, I think the guys playing this week have gotten a little bit of an advantage usually, but I'm not a fan of playing the week before a major, but... It's a short flight from Texas to Oklahoma. And, uh, I Conditions, think that, right? I think that helps. I think just getting used to the heat and, and acclimatizing that and a bit of wind as well helps. Yeah, because you're dealing with wind and heat and wind in Texas. And, of course, I don't think Tulsa is going to be quite as hot as August, where it would have been like around 100 degrees, but it's – it's going to should be windy and a little spicy. 
Who, who would be your favourite bets at the at the PGA Championship this week? Then I know it's uh, we've just spoken about kind of our favourite names at the top of the market. Is there anyone that kind of stands out to you as someone that you want to bet? Uh, I can't believe Dustin Johnson's twenty two to one now. Mm, I think that's huge. How how is DJ twenty two to one on the course that fits him? Everyone just thinks he can't win, right? And it was weird because the only reason I didn't back him last week is because I couldn't believe that Jordan Spieth was the same price and Jordan Spieth had, you know, just won and was playing in Texas. So um, he's just not playing as well as people, you know, remember Dustin Johnson playing. But I don't think that's all down to him. I just think that's because the, you know, the the competition is so deep again. So um dustin johnson makes a lot of sense what about will zalatoris i know you kind of mentioned him uh, to me the other day on twitter 35 to 1 on will zalatoris is interesting by the way dj might have had other things on his mind like marrying the missus but we'll yeah be- i mean what a what a miss is that he's done all right for himself so uh, what yeah, uh, I, I don't think he can occupy too many things in his brain at once <laughs> but uh will zalatoris is interesting i mean we've seen what he's done in Big time tournaments, top six in the master. He's always contending, second at the performance. A win's coming for Will Zalatoris, and you know what? Might not be surprised, and if it's this week, it doesn't. It never. I say this about Will Zalatoris when it comes to every big event that he hasn't got that PJ Tour victory yet, and people will always hold that against him until he has. But I, I see no reason why it won't come at a major championship. If anything, it's probably more likely because I think the tougher the golf course. Uh, the better. He's obviously just done, uh, he's just missed the cut of the Byron Nelson, but you know, the way he missed the cut top 35 in both rounds in strokes gain approach suggests that his irons are fine. Uh, obviously not good enough in a, in a birdie fest, but I just think he's better suited to these kind of tougher tests, right? And and when he does that, you know, he comes to the fore and, and Will Zalatoris, I think, is just as likely to win one of these as he is a regular Byron Nelson. Yeah, yeah, and we've seen young guys break through in majors. Justin Thomas, Jason Day, especially the PGA. Uh, of course, Colin Moncal won the 2020 at home in San Francisco. Yep. So it seems like the PGA is one where you get a few breakthroughs. I think, you know, when you think about, obviously, his, his breakthrough actually didn't come in the event, but... Keegan Bradley won the PGA Championship in the same season he got his first win at the Byron Nelson, which is interesting, maybe, um, that, that that kind of led to that. I, I just think that when you look at the people that have won PGA Championships, it would be foolish to rule out someone just because they hadn't won yet. I think if, if Keegan Bradley can win it after winning his foot for the first time at the Byron Nelson, I mean, a roll of a ball here or there for Zalatoris at at Sorry Pines, and he'd already ticked off that win already. So um, I think Will Zalatoris has got a very good chance, and I actually prefer him in these tougher tests than I do in a, in a birdie first that we see on the PJ Tour. Yep. Yep, and the big problem with Keegan Bradley, the question with Keegan Bradley is can he finish? Because, oh, everyone wanted him to win last week, and he then came yeah. a little short. He didn't do it, but... Um, I'll tell you what I did like about Keegan Bradley is every time he kind of made a mistake, he hit back. The problem was is that whenever Max Homer made a mistake, he didn't. Uh, and that was the real problem, right? I think in the end, he it looks bad because he shot a 72 on the final day and lost by two. But 
I think he was he was better than that. You know, he he wasn't as fidgety as he normally is. He kind of got on with his routine a little bit quicker. Um, the, the form is is rock solid. I mean, eighth in Texas, second at the Wells Fargo, fifth at the Players, eleventh at Bay Hill, twelfth at the Sony, seventh at the Zozo. Like it's been a really strong season for Keegan Bradley. So top ten, Keegan Bradley, because he 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 probably won't win. Uh, we've we've come to be disappointed by Keegan Bradley. I think Corey Connors, another one that could get himself into the mix, and it's, it just wonders whether he can make enough putts, but. In terms of long shots, Dylan, I think Sergio Garcia is is playing better again. Uh, he's got a decent touch around the greens, and if he can get his putting to work, which it has done this season, I think he's interesting. Um, other than that, I, I think it's I think it's tough, right? I think it's going to go to one of these: Scotty Scheffler, Justin Thomas, DJ, Spieth, Rory, like Zalatoris. I think those are the guys that you're you're really expecting. Um, they were celebrating as Anders Truffle made cut the other day, so maybe he's uh, maybe he's got a chance. But um... of course, of course, the weekend that the week I don't even see him, he'll probably win. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, look, when he had to birdie, what was it, eight in a row? I thought eight of his last ten holes or whatever it was to just make the weekend. That probably says what you need to know about Xander Truffle's game at the moment. Um, a lack of game. A lack of game. I mean, I think he was carried. His lifeless soul was carried by uh, Patrick Cantlay the other week as well at Zurich. Interesting enough, Dylan. Not many people are talking about Hideki Matsuyama for this major, and I think they probably will by the time Monday rolls around, just because he he's shown some signs at the Byron Nelson. Um, kind of proving his fitness is the most important thing. So um, Hideki Matsuyama might be an interesting one as well. But and. I feel like this is a course that suits Matsuyama because 27 PGA at Quail Hollow, he was tied second behind JT. And I feel like Quail Hollow is going to be another good course, another good course comparison for this week. Obviously, Quail Hollow was a Paul 71. This is a Paul 70, but Quail Hollow went a big renovation for that summer, for that year's PGA. Yeah, and I think I think you're right. I think it was 2016 and 2017. Hideki Matsuyama had top five finishes uh, in the PJ Championship and never missed a cut in this event. Um, that's obviously not enough to to say that he's going to win, but it's it's certainly rock solid for Hideki. So um, yeah, I, I like Hideki Matsuyama a lot. I think he's very very good. Let's look at some trivia for the PJ Championship, Dylan and. They're both going to be centred around 2007. Now, in 2007, I was 14 years of age and I wasn't necessarily uh, a massive golf fan at this point. I certainly wasn't betting on golf at 14 years of age. So I don't remember this one too well. Um, Tiger Woods won. We know that, Dylan. We, we know that Tiger Woods won the PGA Championship. But who came second? Uh... If, if, you, if you get this... This is this is the one that I don't think you're going to get because this is this name is not one that I ever think of. It's not one that I think of when Tiger Woods wins majors, um, and this was the only time he ever contended in the major championship. Oh gosh, trying you just took my name. You just took my name from me. Who did you think it was? Who was who was the first name? Uh, I was I was way off the diamond board then. 
I mean, Ernie Els came in third, if that was someone that you were thinking of. No, 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 I wasn't okay. thinking of Ernie. I was thinking... <laughs> Where was he? Where was he from? He's American as well, which doesn't really help you. Oh, <laughs> crap. Kind of that. Be yeah, it's a tough one, buddy. You got me. You got me thinking. <laughs> ah, I'm done. Who was? I'll give you a clue. He his first name is the same as a famous. Pixar character. That doesn't help either. <laughs> okay. Woody Austin came second to Tiger Woods. Of course, Tiger Woods and Woody Austin. <laughs> of course, those yeah. are the two. And there was one Englishman that finished inside the top 10 that year. Do you know who that was? Uh, if it's Lee Westwood, I'm leaving. It's not Lee Westwood, yeah. <laughs> It was not Lee Westwood. It is not a name that you would think of. They had to shoot a 64 on the final day uh, to even get into level par and tied sick. You got me thick. Now I've got to look up English men for... I think, I think you've stopped me. Do you want to I know the answer? You, yes. Simon Dyson. I definitely wouldn't have known that, Nick. Uh, look, I wouldn't have got those two answers, which is why I picked them. But let's go with another PGA Championship-themed one, which I think you, you may get. Now, Tiger Woods has got an 88% win record, I think he has, uh, overall in his career when he's led after 54 holes. But he was beat in a PGA Championship after holding the lead. Uh, can you tell me who that was that took that, that lead away from him? Why he Yang, 2009. Y Yang indeed. It was Y Yang and it was 2009 at Hazeltine. Um, I think he famously whispered to his caddy Y Yang that Tiger Woods was nervous, which I don't think many people uh, have said too often. So, um, yeah, that that was a, I think there was only two times that he ever gave up a lead um, in the States or two events he's ever given up a lead in, in America and they were uh, tour championships and PGA championships. So, yeah. Um, he had a two-shot lead over Padraig Harrington and Y.E. Yang, and, and Y.E. Yang came out victorious, which is quite a surprise when you look at how it happened. Yeah, talk about the unpredictability of PGA. Who would have predicted Y.E. Yang beating Tiger Woods? And, and also, I think the nature of it as well, Tiger Woods shot 75 that day. Oh, really, God. Re really bad putting um, week, so or putting day, should I say. Um and then Y.E. Yang set up a, a birdie on the final hole and made that, and, and Woods bogeyed, and he won by three. So really impressive. I think that shows the volatility of this major championship. I do think you're going to see some surprise names, although I've said that, you know, that I think the actual winner and, and second places are going to come out of, you know, names that we know. When you look at the top 10 in Kiowa Island, you had, uh, you know, Biz Wiedenhout was top five. Um, you had Corey Connors was in there as well. Brandon Grace, 2020 at Harding Park. You had some, uh, you had some really interesting names up there. Joel Damon was tied 10th. Um, maybe the rest of those actually were, were kind of well, you know, expected, but Joel Damon was obviously a little bit of a surprise. Um, who the heck is Sam Horsfield? Sam Horsfield is currently 
in second place at the Sedal Open in Belgium on DP World Tour right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sam, Sam Horsfield has been touted as a future star for a long, long time by Ian Poulter, uh, Englishman that lived in Florida, shot 59 at the age of 14, I think it was. Uh, so he's got a lot of talent, Sam Horsfield, but uh, he was right up there for a little while. I had a bet on him at last year's PGA Championship, and I think he shot 80 on the second round. So uh, the less said about Sam Horsfield at the PGA, the better. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I think he shot 69 on the first day uh, to sit two back of Corey Connors last year. And then, yeah, I think, I think he fails break 80. So that's Sam Horsfield for you. But it's tough. Didn't, I think it's really, really hard to work out, you know, one, what we're going to see from the golf course. I think it's just going to be long driving, good chipping. Um, but I think it's going to be really hard to be different to the general consensus because I think the general consensus is probably right this week. So ultimately, who wins? Oh, you put me on the spot there. Um, who wins this golf you tournament? You put me on the spot with the trivia. I did. I did. Uh, who wins this golf tournament? I'm not going to bet him because I don't like. Uh, maybe I will bet him. Justin Thomas. You stole my guy. <laughs> well, that's good. That means we're aligned. I like that. I mean, we 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 came in with the the Tiger Woods hat and the Tiger Woods polo, right? And uh, you know, we're aligned on those. So why not be aligned on the picks as well? Um, he's he's got to win at some point. The only the only I suppose. Interesting enough, didn't right? So I think that people will say that the Byron Nelson is not a suitable warm-up because it's a birdie fest and then they're going to come to a golf course where they struggle. But for someone like Justin Thomas, just filling up the cup all day with birdies is probably a good way to go into this major championship, whether it, you know, whether it's a birdie fest or a tougher event. So um God, I can't believe this is the second year in a, a second major in a row that we've come on and I've touted Justin Thomas as, as the winner. Yeah, I was thinking of seeing for the open, and I'm like, this course, this course, I'm like, this course, it's like Quail Hall 2017. And who won that week? JT. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think also, didn't I, I don't know if this plays into it, but I think that the PJ Championship means a lot to him. He's, you know, his dad is, is a long time PJ professional. Um, I, I think it has, holds a little bit more um credit to him than it does others i mean the pj championship for a long time was kind of the, the major no one really cared about winning which is ridiculous it's still a major championship um but i'll tell you what that open championship when we come to talk about that in uh in in june or july uh that's going to be uh that's going to be a hoot because there's there's a lot of golfers that can win there and uh probably just comes down to the weather draw in the end yeah, it could be 90 mile an hour winds or mm-hmm. sunny and uh, the old course is minus 22 again. Yeah, it could be anything. I think it could be destroyed this year, which I think everyone's, the golf purists are, are worried about. Yeah. If you, if you before we go off, Dylan, if you had to, I don't know if you've got the DraftKings um, prices in front of you. If you haven't, just bring those up while, while I'm talking here. But I'm just looking for some sort of value um maybe let's just look at guys and just kind of reel off some guys that are under 7k because i think that people are going to be building those lineups with two of the top best players um so i just kind of want to try and give our listeners and viewers some some value down there we've just spoken about sam horsfield he's 6700 he's playing some good golf right now 
Cameron Champs, Cameron Champs, sixty nine hundred. Yeah, Sebastian Munoz is doing well this week. I think. I'm assuming he'll be very popular. Uh, Sebastian Munoz this week. Yeah, um, I guess it'll be like ninety percent owned. No, he'll be. He may be somewhat owned. He will be owned. I'll tell you who would be interesting is Anaban Lahiri is sixty five hundred. Um, he's played well in a in a PJ Championship before. It wasn't one that we'd necessarily compare to this golf course. I'm just trying to remember. I think it might have been Whistling Straits. I think he played well. Um, top five in 2015. So you tell me that was, that must have been Whistling Straits. Yeah, that would have been the Jason Day Jordan Spieth PGA. Anaban Lahiri was in fourth place after the second round. He was in eighth place after the third round and then finished in fifth place. Um, shot 70 or better all week. Uh, you know, it was a distant distance away from uh, Jason Day, but he's playing some really good golf right now, Anaban Lahiri. And, you know, he is a confidence player. Uh, is he long enough? Maybe not, but he's one of those ones that I said. And I think, you know, you're going to see some strange names at the top of this leaderboard, like you always seem to in major championships you don't expect. And 6,500, I think if you're looking for a guy to uh, to be the last one into your lineups, why not take someone in his kind of form? To put it into context, he's 6,500 and Y.E. Yang is 6,300. Oh, gosh. Oh, I've got another couple of cheap guys for you, uh... We talked about Will Zalatoris, but how about his buddy Davis Riley, sixty-eight hundred, and uh, yeah, Joaquin Neiman's maybe the maybe the top Chile- golfer from Chile, but uh, Mito, so. am I saying it right? Mito Pereira at sixty-seven hundred, and again playing well this week. Yep, he is sneaky Spot on guy. that pronunciation. And, and I mentioned is, with Pereira playing well this week. He'll be popular next week. He'll be popular. I'll tell you who might not be popular, Dylan. Uh, and I mentioned that Sam Horsfield was le- uh, was second at the Sadao Open. Do you know who's leading the Sadao Open right now? Shoot. Ryan Fox is leading the Sadao Open right now. Oh, God. Ryan shoot. Fox has won the Razal Climber Classic, then finished 15th, 9th, 8th, and is en route to another victory right now. Um he is certainly not someone that struggles with distance. Um, is his chipping and putting going to be good enough? Probably not. Um, that there's a reason why we don't see him on the PJ Tour. Um, but Ryan Fox is playing some really good golf right now, and and he's played in three PJ Championships, made two of the cuts, finished 27th in 2018. Uh, where was it in 2018, Dylan? It was Bell Reeve in 2018. Uh, so that might not be the worst comparison. 7,300 yard past 70. Ryan Fox, interesting name for you there, I think. I think that was the birdie first because that was the year Brooks and Tiger blitzed the goal. Yeah, Brooks, Brooks 16 under, uh, shot a pair of 66s over the weekend. But Ryan Fox, four rounds of 70 or better, three rounds of 68. Playing very good golf right now. Interesting. So, same same price as Y.E. Yang. Oh, gosh. If Y.E. Yang contends this weekend, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. He, he is the same price as Michael Block. Oh, gosh. Do you know who Michael Block is? Uh, uh, I'm guessing he's one of those PGA professionals. He played in he played at Tory Pines. Guess what? Missed the cut. Shocking. 76-81. 
So I think I'll take the guy that's probably going to have won twice on the DP World Tour over Michael Block right now. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you who's playing well as well, which, and, and I'm just listing names here while we're talking. This is kind of good research for me um, at the same time as, you know, we're having our conversation. Ju Young Kim. Now, this is a guy that was listed as Tom Kim at one point during uh, the, the PGA Tour fields. Hasn't done it in PGA Tour events up until this week, where he is actually tied 21st, shot 67-66 in rounds two and three. And Ju Young Kim has been absolutely electric on the uh, on the Asian Tour. And we do see sometimes um, that that kind of does trans, uh, translate into some major performances. Sunshine and Hideki. Yep. And then I think even going back to the Open Championship, who was the surprise winner of the Open Championship that had been playing on the um, Japanese tour? You're thinking of Todd Hamilton on four? Todd Hamilton was playing amazing golf on the Asian tour, right? And he was, I guess, probably a 500 to one shot to win the Open Championship, won it. So I think that sometimes these kind of these this form is not looked at. Let's just look at Jiyong Kim's results. 2022, he won the Singapore International Open, was his first. The Singapore International was his first tournament of the year. He won that. Then he finished second at the Singapore Open, which I think Paul Casey played in and finished 16th or something. Um, so he was second there. Then he finishes 45th at the Saudi, not great. 7th, 23rd, miscut, 2nd, 4th, 5th. And he is now currently uh, inside or coming up to the top 20 at the Byron Nelson. World number 71, Ju Young Kim is 6,300 on DraftKings. Uh, could be an interesting name just to make the cut. Yeah, I didn't think you would. I didn't think we would look up like the $6,300 golfer. So, Tom, thank you. I, I think, I, I, thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you for your uh, expertise and your uh, knowledge on uh, cheap golfers. Some all a strange, a strange golfers from the world that no one wants to play. Yeah, I'm glad I can bring that to the uh, to the floor for you, buddy. And uh, we wish you bets well, and uh, we'll talk soon. We will talk soon, bud. Thank you.